good evening. <laughs> welcome to another, uh, what's it called? 2A2B or not 2A2B. Uh, welcome to another episode of that. Um, we are sober this time. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about supracellar masses. We did some intrinsic pituitary masses last time. To remind you, I won't make you go back over it. Thank you. But to remind you, the intrinsic pituitary masses we talked about were micro and macro adenomas, and then the hypophysitises, which you have um, lymphocytic and granulomatous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also get intrinsic Rathke's cleft cysts, which we'll talk about more now. Mm-hmm. That was all that was really an intrinsic pituitary mass. Okay. So now we're going to talk about supracellar masses, i.e., extra pituitary masses so they're it, like by the pituitary but they're not in the pituitary yeah makes sense mm-hmm. i'm going to do it in a slightly different order to mandel okay because um on the radiology jam yeah one she does some of this and she categorizes it in, in a way that i think is better so she Perfect. does it in um she breaks it into adult and pediatric mm-hmm. and like what's the most common in those yeah yeah so let's start with peds Okay. Uh, oh, hang on. Let me read this bit from Mandel. Um, okay. There is also a mnemonic that some people use. Oh, yeah. I think Satchmo. Uh, yeah. Um, which in radiology jam, she says, not don't do. use it. It's not useful. But, but so, um, S in neuro. Yeah. I'd mentioned, have you heard of? Oh, so really? I think it is like really known, but I agree. I, I think I like how she does like, it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. so that if people are like, have you heard that Satchmo? Yeah. We, we don't feel like idiots. Morons. Yeah. So let us begin with a child. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about the most common supracellar lesion in a child. Can I guess? No. Yeah. Have you spoken about this? You've read it before. Oh, uh, is it that one? Yeah. Oh, no. I thought it was something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's craniopharyngioma. Oh, Do you know what a craniopharyngioma is? A supracellar lesion. Most Thanks commonly so much. Kid. <laughs> um, so it arises from the squamous epithelial remnants of the Rathke's pouch. Okay. And um, I didn't it's know the that. ones that produce keratin. Mm-hmm. So it occurs in a bimodal age distribution. Majority mm-hmm. of children, like childhood ones, you can get it in like late middle age, which I late saw in the oh. um, oncology meeting. Mm. And I was like, hang on, this only happens in children. So useful, bimodal. Yeah. Um, most involve both the cellar and the supracellar, and um, it can sometimes only be in the cellar. So it looks like it's pituitary, but it sort of comes out of the cellar. Tell me. Just slight confusion. Super when you cellar, say cellar, no, no, I understand supracellar and cellar, but when you're saying cellar, you're sort of, it sounds like you're saying that cellar is the pituitary, but I thought cellar was the area, like in the it's skull like the base, cup. that holds it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. And when we say supracellar, do we not mean above the cup? We do mean above the cup, but also but outside mean, the like, extrinsic to the pituitary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, you could get a craniopharyngioma that looks like it's in in the cellar, but it's not part of the pituitary. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy. Uh, so, although craniopharyngioma may rarely involve only the cellar, it is almost always separate from the pituitary. So, it can mm-hmm. be just in the yeah, cellar. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Fine. Um, the craniopharyngioma has a potential, so because it comes from the squamous epithelial mm-hmm. remnants mm-hmm. that produce keratin, it can produce enamel and almost always calcifies, and okay. that's gross. But that's useful for CT. Yeah. 
And um, the characteristic intracystic machine oil seen on gross examination is composed of desquamated squamous epithelium, keratin and cholesterol. I don't know what that means. Do they mean in pathology when they look at the thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Machine sorry. oil, it's in an italics. how they describe so it. that's like in a exam it'd be like when it was taken out there was i'm thinking a bit like dermoid stuff do you know how yeah, it's yeah, a bit like, like gross like rubbish stuff yeah isn't it mm. so mri what are you going to see oh so it's going to be low on t2 so uh it, you've got a complex cystic oh. mass yeah containing protein or mm-hmm. blood products mm-hmm. um so swi or great echo will be useful yes doesn't tell me about those mm-hmm. but yes i would assume so uh and Tell me about what it might look like on T1 and knowing what we so know about protein um, on T1. It's going to be high on T1. It is going to be high on T1. Just a little test there for you. Keep you interested. Um, Thank you. Tell me about the solid elements. Within it. So you're going to have the, the enamel. Yeah. Um, oh, is it the other solid elements? Yeah. So is it whether they're enhancing? Mm-hmm. They probably are. Yes, avid. <laughs> avid enhancement of the solid walls and cyst solid elements and cyst walls um of the cyst walls as well that's interesting yeah. okay um in contrast to a rathke's cleft cyst which we'll talk about in a minute yeah. a craniopharyngeum almost always enhances is almost always calcified and is almost always separate from the pituitary yeah so those are our like three defining differences between a craniopharyngeoma and a rathke's cleft cyst Re- remind me what they are um, <laughs> it, um almost always has the enamel or calcification. Calcified, yeah. Avidly enhances. Very nice. And it is um, outside the pituitary. Very nice. So the next one. Uh, we're in children. So sorry, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm just checking my little notes. No, so no. the second most common extrinsic pituitary mass mm-hmm. in a child is going to be What's our favourite, um, what's our absolute favourite tumour? Juvenile. Can I just say tumour? Yeah. Say it again to me. Juvenile p- pillow or pilocytic. Cytic. Thank you. <laughs> I need cystic. Yeah. So it's a juvenile pilocytic It's just because, do you know how it's like a cyst with an enhancing yeah, nodule? I exactly. then incorporate that I into the name. I, I think that everyone does that and, mm. and like they get annoyed when people do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So... Um, a juvenile pilocytic astrocytoma. <laughs> Tell me about those. We know about those, young lady. Um, well, they uh, more commonly occur in the posterior fossa. Yeah, I see them. And they are um, cystic lesions within it. Commonly, cystic lesions with enhancing nodule. Yeah. Commonly in children. Yeah. Um, low grade. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you tell me anything they're associated with? Any oh, yeah, sorry. Neurofibromatosis type 1, but when they're long... The like optic nerve tract. Mm, um, where might they be if they were a supracellular lesion? Ah, yeah, yeah. So that could be in you if I've ever chosen type one. Yeah. So when we're talking about these ones, the pilocytic astrocytomas, supracellular, they're yeah. going to be the optic pathway gliomas we were talking about previously before. So then um, these can be associated with NF one. Yes, and I like thirty percent of them. I think it is exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think these aren't so characteristically, these aren't necessarily cystic, cystic with, with yeah. a neural enhancing yeah. nodule. Um, so uh, what might they look like, can we think? Oh, I think they can be a little bit heterogeneous. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it, really. Like, like you know, mixed. 
Yeah. So they can be, beep, 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 beep. they can be ISO intense on T1, yeah. so tricky. Okay. They look the same, like don't same stand out on T1. Okay. Uh, but they're tumor, and our classic tumors are bright on T2, right? Yeah. Um, so they are hyper intense on T2, and they usually enhance, but I think they don't have, have to. to. Yeah, they can be a bit sort of secret. Quite a bit cool. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me read what this says. So a supracellar mass, slightly hypo-intense relative to grey matter on T1, um, you get you can get diffuse enlargement of the adjacent optic chiasm. Yeah. It's an optic pathway glioma, mm-hmm. so if it like, enlarges, that makes sense. Um, and this one has avid heterogeneous enhancement in the book, but um, it says they usually enhance. So I guess in a question, they probably would. Yeah, okay. Lovely. So that's our top Adults. two. Uh, ch- children. Pediatric, Sorry. extrinsic, pituitary, kind of supracellar. Yeah. Lesions. Lesions. What were they again? Craniopharyngioma number yeah. one and number two, juvenile pilocytic astrocytoma. Very nice. And then the third one I want to tell you about in children yeah. is a really weird one. God. Um, I was like, you thought we were done? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a hypothalamic hamartoma. Okay. You, you and your hamartomas. Uh, you know, I love a hamartoma. Um, it's also got another name, which is hamartoma of the tuba cinerium. Who cares? Tell me, do you know anything about these? These are my favourite ones. Well, it's probably hypothalamic cells that have grown into a hematoma. Yeah. yeah. Really <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but can you tell me what it might look like and what it might present like? So ha- opposite. Oh, okay. Do you radiology jam? Uh, okay, so opposite to JPA. No. Oh. Uh, so it looks boring, presents unboring. Yes. Do you remember this? It rings a bell. So this is the one that presents. Oh, yeah. Yes. You're there. Oh. No, I remember her saying the boring. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not boring. So yeah. on um, imaging, yeah, it does not enhance and is iso intense. Super boring. So boring. Yeah. But it presents with gelastic yes. seizures, which are laughing, laughing. spells. Yeah. And also precocious puberty, which is less amusing. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not a true neoplasm, as you said. It represents ectopic, hypothalamic neural tissue. Mm-hmm. It's rare, and it um, presents with precocious puberty and gelastic seizures. That is all I want to tell you about that. Those are all my paediatric ones. Oh, and also I've got germinomas written down. I don't know if they're particularly children. One second. I would assume. Oh, yes, fine. So number four, germinomas. Mm-hmm. Uh the most common intracranial germ cell tumour is a germinoma. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Uh, 80% arise in pineal. Okay. So we'll talk about them yeah, later. And 20% are in the sort of paracellar bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, primarily seen in children and adolescents. It says here for the supracellar section, I'm sure we'll come back to yeah. pineal, but um, imaging shows a homogenous, intensely enhancing midline mass. Mm-hmm. It's hypo-intense on T2 and dark on ADC. Why might that be? Restriction? Because it's so cellular? Because it's so cellular. So they're hypercellular. That's all I've got to tell you. Okay, great. Pediatric masses. Mm -hmm. So craniopharyngioma, pilocytic astrocytoma, hypothalamic hamartoma, and a germinoma. Moving on to adults. Yeah. Tell me what's the most common adult. Brachy's cleft Woo, woo, woo. Tell me. 
Um, Tell me what we said. The, the oh, differences well so, between craniopharyngioma. So, uh, so unlike a craniopharyngioma, mm -hmm. this the cystic part of this or the cyst um, doesn't have rim enhancement. Yep, it can be within the pituitary or is within the pituitary. Yeah, and it doesn't calcify. Real nice. So, uh, it is similar to craniopharyngioma in that it's a remnant of the embryologic Rathke's pouch, mm -hmm. uh, which is the precursor of the um, pituitary. Which bit? Oh, it's the, the one that comes up, I think. Mm -hmm. So anterior? Anterior. Very nice. Uh, but it's not, so it's just made of simple columnar or cuboidal epithelium as opposed to the squamous, which makes all the keratin and stuff. Hi. Um, Rathke's clefsis is typically seen in middle-aged adults, twice as commonly in females. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know why. Uh, it's very commonly reported in autopsy studies. Up to 22% of people have <gasps> one. Bloody hell. But clinically completely asymptomatic or incidental. Yeah. Um, so imaging, it looks like um, it was dependent on the like protein content in the cystic bit. bit. Um, so if the intracystic fluid can be it can be iso intense to CSF if it's got low protein, hyper intense on T1 if it's high protein. Yeah. Um, blah blah blah. High protein content may cause incomplete nulling of the intracystic fluid on flare. So on flare, it doesn't attenuate. It doesn't completely incomplete attenuation, so it stays bright. Suppression, not attenuation. Yeah, slightly different word. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a classic for the exams. Okay. It'll say there's a claw sign. Oh, yeah. And that is... The claw me. that holds the cyst. Yeah, so the And the claw usually the claw. enhances, doesn't it? So the pituitary enhances, yeah. so it's like a claw around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, claw sign represents enhancing pituitary tissue completely wrapped around the cyst. Mm. I like that. It is usually possible to distinguish craniopharyngioma from Arathi's cleft cyst. Unlike craniopharyngioma, Rathke's left cyst does not enhance, although rim enhancement is sometimes seen. <laughs> does not calcify. Fit for exam purposes, yeah, it, does it does not, not enhance. enhance. Exactly, it does not calcify. Um, and a Rathke's cleft cyst may be completely um, inseparable from the pituitary, okay. whereas a craniopharyngioma is nearly always distinct. It's yeah. the same as we said earlier. Mm -hmm. That is all I have to tell you about that. Rathke's. Most common supracellar in adults. Adult. Number two, any thoughts? Meningioma. Meningioma, did you see the answer? <laughs> Tell me about meningioma. We know loads about meningiomas. Well, they're going to be very cellular, so they're going to enhance avidly. Mm -hmm. And here, I think you do have dura, so you can see dural tail. Yeah. 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 I'm only saying that because when we were talking about interventricular meningioma, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was talking about. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably middle-aged. Yeah, tell well, me some other features of meningioma. There's one that I love and you always forget. Oh, okay. Um, the on uh, CT, it might be hyperdense. Really nice. That's not what I wanted okay. to say. But yeah. um, tell me about, so you see the dural tail. What else lentiform. I have no idea what you're talking about. You can get like a reactive hyperostosis. Yes, I always forget that. You do always yeah, forget it. yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's going to come out one day and you're going to look at me and be like, no. <laughs> uh, 
Um, do you know how these might present? That's interesting. I meningioma. I guess supracellar meningioma is uh, pressure effects, so maybe visual. Exactly. Visual loss due to optic pathway involvement. Um, there are loads of dural reflections in the region of the cellar, um, so uh, including the tuberculum cellar, clinoid process, planum sphenoidale, and sphenoid wing, whatever. I don't care. Um, what are these called? I think they're just dural reflections. It's just where it yeah. like bends around. Um, imaging shows an iso-intense signal on T1 images and a variable signal on T2 images, uniform, intense contrast enhancement, yeah. often with an enhancing dural tail and may cause adjacent hyperostosis due to the vasoactive factors. Uh, important imaging finding of a paracellar meningioma is the tendency to encase and narrow the cavernous or supraclinoid internal carotid artery. Okay. So it can go round case. the um, ICA. Uh-huh. As it's passing near, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. The cellar is usually normal and the pituitary can normally be identified separately. Fine. Fine? Fine. That's all I want to tell you about a supracellar meningioma. Okay. Uh, and then I've got another one, another adult lump. Okay. Uh, which is, and we sort of touched on these before, I think, in the posterior fossa. Okay. She says, not actually remembering if that's true or not, uh, but it's an epidermoid and dermoid cyst. We touch upon them at cerebellopontine angle, usually. Shall I just have a quick look? Oh, yes, here we are. It's one of the... Um, I've got... I'm going to show you my case tomorrow. Uh, we touched on epidermoid yeah. cysts. Not dermoid. Not dermoid. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because in the CPA angle lesion I saw, yeah. they were all saying dermoid, epidermoid. Oh, and I, 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 I said to S, I was like, What's the epidermoid. He said epidermoid oh, for that one. So it obviously is a different thing. Okay, fine. Tell me about what you remember about epidermoid cysts in the CPA. <sighs> well, just that they were cystic, large cystic structures. Yeah. Follow CSF, probably. Really nice. Oh, was uh, that more arachnoid? Oh, shit, no, that's probably wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's probably arachnoid, not That's arachnoid, and yeah. these were the other ones. Yeah. What sequence did they not follow CSF on? Flare? Flare, exactly. Um, but that's really all I can remember. Okay, let me remind you a little bit very quickly. Um, so epidermoids are a congenital lesion. Uh, they can progressively enhance from the desquamation of keratinized epithelium lining the cyst. Um, it characteristically insinuates in between structures encasing cranial nerves and vessels. And it looks Which, like when you were saying about that meningioma encasing oh, cauliflower yeah. like surface, yeah. um, it can look like an arachnoid cyst. So it appears as like a water attenuation cystic structure, it has similar signal characteristics to CSF on T1 and T2, but it doesn't usually suppress on flare. That's how you tell the difference at the CPA between that and arachnoid cyst. Um, and it's very restricting on diffusion. That's how you sort of tell. So okay. post-surgical, yeah. follow-up is with DWI to see if it's come back. Um, so I've got a question. I'm really yeah. sorry. Very random. Do you know how you said cauliflower? Isn't one of the papillomas also described. Yes. Fine. And you got upset about that last time okay, we talked about fine. it and I said we'd come back to it. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> we've not got to that one yet. We have. Have we? Yeah, choriplexus papilloma. Have we talked about that? Yeah. Fine. An interventricular. 
One moment, please. No, no. This is good. Have we done CNS lymphoma? Yeah. Have we? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Yes, Choroplexus papilloma is a cauliflower-like mass. Okay. I suddenly was like, oh, no, not more than one thing, but okay. Uh, Fine. So, sorry, we're going back to extrinsic pituitary masses. So epidermoid and dermoid cysts. Are the third and the adult. In the adult, exactly. Um, Epidermoids occur most commonly in middle-aged adults in the cerebellofrontine angle, (laughs) but they can be seen in the paracella region. Okay. So they follow CSF on T1 and T2, but in contrast to a simple arachnoid cyst, they are intense on flare and diffusion shows restricting diffusion. So same as as CPA. Dermoids are most common in young adult males in the posterior fossa, Mm -hmm. but can occur in the paracellar region. Did we talk about dermoids? No, we didn't. I don't think we did either. How rude. How annoying. Mm. Fine. Let me tell you about dermoids now. All I have about them is... They occur most commonly in young adult males in the posterior fossa, but they occasionally occur in the paracellar region. They may contain intracystic fat, which can cause a chemical meningitis or ventriculitis with rupture. Oh, I feel like we should have known about this. What is the content of it, do you say? Intracystic fat. Fat. So then when it bursts, the fat then causes... That's odd. Causes a chemical meningitis or ventriculitis. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so I think the one we were looking at looked very simple. Yeah. And I think now that you've said that, I think That's it was explained to me, but I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think dermoid, me. I was told, was like a more complex internal bit of the cyst, yeah. whereas epidermoid looked like a more it's simple. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, and then there are two other things that an adult might have. Okay. Um, anywhere. Oh, glioma. I mean, no, we've already said no. Aneurysm or remet. Oh, fine. Okay, sorry, I should have known this. Uh, so aneurysm, obviously you get the like internal carotid artery aneurysms, like a saccular aneurysm, mm. a like a tumour. Um, pulsation artefact, obviously you'd get on a normal MRI, um, but a CTA or an MRA would be diagnostic. Yeah. Yeah. Mets. Uh, What's the most common thing to metastasize to the paracellar region? Is it the most common one to go to the rest of the brain? No. Melanoma? You're obsessed with melanoma. Breast? Breast, yeah. Uh, And then other things, lymphoma, you can get there. Oh, okay, fine. That's all I've got to tell you about um, supracellar masses. Um, Do you want to test me? So quick. Yeah, quick on the adult ones again. Just names, yeah. Rathkis cleft cyst. Meningioma, epidermoid slash dermoid, aneurysm met. Oh. Remind me, and lymphoma, excuse me, yeah. And then the kids. Craniopharyngioma, yeah. uh, JPA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't tell me. Looks boring, presents hilarious. Yeah, gelastic seizures. Yeah. Um, hypothalamic hematoma. Thank you. And. This one. Oh, germinoma. Germinoma. Delightful. Uh, I think we're done for that. Great. Kind regards. Perfect timing.